are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining from Dallas, Texas, which is home base for me. This program is all about helping people more meaningfully and productively connect with their work and equipping organizations to do the same for their employees. It was originally inspired by the meaning and work research I've been doing over the last 15 years and now complements the work that I do at Insignium, which is a global management consulting firm. Let me thank my media partner and sponsor, FirstJobbing.com. They are the leading locally focused job board in the nation, and they are dedicated to helping employers find quality talent in their own backyard while giving job seekers control over their own search so they can find work close to home. Thank you, Jobbing.com. Great partnership. If you missed the show last week, we were on the air with Donald Thompson, who I've had back a second time because he's such a lovely guest. He calls himself the unlikely CEO because he has risen to a stage in his career when he really shouldn't have. Um, he has made it to various top-level organizations, founded a few organizations along the way, and now is really set on helping inspire the growth of other young entrepreneurs on their journey. So he was very inspirational, talked about his own career path and some of the behaviors that he's instilled in himself to get him where he is today. Great, great, great guest. With us this week is Debbie K. Levy, who is the owner and yoga instructor of Transformation Yoga LLC here in the Dallas area. We'll be talking about how yoga can help us stay strong and healthy to contribute to our families, our society, and certainly in our workplaces, and how mindful-based stress reduction strategies are becoming important offerings in corporate wellness programs. Debbie, welcome to Working on Purpose. Well, thank you, Elise. I'm so happy to get to speak with your audience today. I am too, and let me just orient this really quick for our listeners. Uh, full disclosure, I am a yogi too. I really believe in yoga, and it has made a huge difference in my life. I'll probably sprinkle some of that into this conversation here, and I will start by saying and confessing that I did my yoga this morning at 6 o'clock. I do Bikram yoga, which is 105 degrees in 50 to 50% humidity, 26 postures, and I love it. So, I know why I do yoga, but let's let's turn it over to you, the guru, and help our listeners understand why do you think people should do yoga in the first place? Okay, um, the short answer and the blunt answer, because I don't like to just go off, you know, because you want to live a long time. <laughs> because you want to live a long time. And I'm so inspired when I get to hear your show and, you know, working on purpose and that you want it to be sacred and important to you, but to do all of these things that are important to us, to do all of these things that are sacred to us, we actually have to have a sound body. Um, there, so, you know, there's this quote, right? There are no riches above a sound body, and that's from Ecclesiastes. And yoga is my pathway and certainly the pathway of so many people to that, the richness of a whole, full, healthy body. That's my number one reason why everybody should do yoga, flexible, not flexible, man, woman, old, young. There's room for everyone in yoga. Mm. Well, I can... I completely agree, and I will say, I guess I've probably been doing yoga now for, I'm going to say, probably the last 10 years. I'm 52, and so I started in my early 40s, and I will say I've been a runner my whole life, Debbie, so that means I'm tight and stiff, and i got those kind of muscles. Mm-hmm. I, I can actually touch my toe, beyond my toes, 
now, and I never could in my life. Even when I was a young young woman, I wasn't nearly as flexible as I am today. And I my posture is so much better and improved. I'm even get this, and you weigh in on this if you would. I'm a, when I do more yoga, I'm a little bit taller. I mean, when I go for a medical exam, they say, "Oh, you're five seven, not five six and three quarters." Is that credible? I grew an inch and three quarters. I'm a mom of three. I only started yoga about seven years ago. I was an administrative assistant for a school department with many bosses, many stresses. You know, school departments or school districts are often cutting back. In the state of Texas, we've really felt that. And I didn't even want to go. And it just drew me in when I started. Not just the physicality. I really found that my mat was the only place that I could just be me. I got to have my own expression on my face. I wasn't pleasing anyone. I got to just kind of go deep inside. And then the flexibility, the gift that you talk about, that comes. And it comes to everybody because cells regenerate every day. And here's a great thing. One of the reasons why C-level executives love to have private yoga and yoga across the board is because there are so many books that talk about uh, flexibility and the brain So these people are already keyed into the fact that when you stretch those hamstrings, it's brain work too. It keeps you sharp, words off dementia, things like that. So um, there's just so many gifts to flexibility besides the obvious. It feels so good to touch your toes. Mm. There's two other things that I really am present to when I do yoga, Debbie. One of them is, is that I really... Well, there's a couple things. I, I it's a listening exercise for me in terms of at least Bikram yoga because you listen to the they, where they describe the how to mm-hmm. do the posture. So you've got to be a good listener. And the better listener you are, and the more you pay attention, the easier the practice becomes. And so I found that my listening is even better because of my yoga experience. I, I can pay attention better, and to that end, I can focus better when I do yoga because it for me it does. It, it, you know, maybe it's true for every kind of yoga or every person, but it does elicit or evoke in me a, a focus. Yes? Oh, my goodness. It elicits a focus, and many people will call yoga moving meditation. Meditation mm-hmm. is one of the only ways to build gray matter in the brain. We can't take a pill. You know, we can certainly take supplements and things to help us, but nothing replaces meditation, nothing. And this moving meditation that we do when you're in yoga and you get to stop problem-solving your daily tasks, you get to stop thinking about projects, you just focus on the words you're being told and where to go. Yoga is actually uniting three things. Yoga unites the breath, which many of our listeners, I'm willing to bet you, have not stopped, turned everything off, and listen to their own breath, which really is an experience, unites the mind, and that means that you have to still the mind. And that's a discipline. It takes time. And then you have to pay attention and work with the physical body. So in yoga, a posture that might seem hard, and for new listeners, a posture is, um, or new to yoga rather, a posture is just a way that you put your physical body, like warrior one, warrior two. It might even be a bend over and touch your toes is a posture. It's just a position, a pose. Um, you know, all of these things, you have to unite them. You actually get a chance to go deeper. You get a chance to be better at it. So um, all of those three things, uniting them, and which actually yoga, the word means to yoke, and that's what they're talking about. Hmm. A couple other things. This is such a yummy conversation. I knew it would be. Um, 
one of the other benefits I get from doing yoga, and maybe it's completely in my mind, but I would love to have you speak to this, but, you know, because you, you are using your, I think, using your body, the postures in such, you know, interesting, strong ways, um, I feel just more elegant about myself in how I move in everyday life when I do yoga. Well, and a lot of what you're feeling is an awareness of the body. And people mm. don't have it. And if you want to look um, at our at our sports people right now, you know, our athletes, our big athletes, you know, basketball teams, NFL, they're all beginning to have their players do yoga because there's an additional body awareness that really does come with yoga. So when I very first started, you know, and I'm, you know, uh, I was in my 40s, and they said, you know, pull your shoulders black, back and pull your shoulder blades together behind you. I'm thinking, what are they talking about? I didn't have the knowledge within my physical body to pull one shoulder blade back at a time even. I couldn't recognize them the way you would recognize something if I said, take your left foot up off of the floor. So it changes everything. And part of the reason why you can move with all of that grace is because you develop this wonderful new body awareness. It's And that shines. You can see that in people's face. There's so many beautiful things that happen. Once you really are like three months in yoga, it's so funny. People will come up to you and go, did you change your hair? Um, Are you pregnant? (laughs) You know, even things like that because you glow. You absolutely glow. Mm. What you've just done for me, Miss Debbie, is you have given me access to what we use in our firm called uh, distinction. You've given me access that now I recognize that because the way that I feel, which is that feeling of nice posture and feeling some level of elegance and my ability to move, is really what it, what you're saying is I become more present to my body. What I recognize is now I have a distinction in how I connect with my body, and that is the difference for me. I that's a whole new opening for me, for my yoga practice. Thank you. Wow. It, it's huge. And there's one more really big opening, and I just don't want to forget to say this. You are the person on your mat that you are off your mat. And so when I meet people and they're my friends and they've never practiced or the opposite, right? I go to a corporation, they're practicing on their mat. I know exactly what they look like upstairs in a conference. I know what they look like in a boardroom and my drivers out there, and I'm a driver, I'm a big driver, you need that time on your mat. We are so goal-oriented as a society. We have to have that time to soften, and it makes you stronger. You'll be a better driver. You'll be a better person. You'll have that glow, the body awareness. You'll get in touch with some grace and all of those things, but particularly I want to speak to those type A's because you'll be that person on the mat first, but yoga is going to show you how to soften those edges just a little bit, and it's really going to do a lot for your life. I certainly know that to be true for myself, and it makes me think that we, I really want to orient this back. You, you talked about how even, I think you said athletes are, are being enrolled in yoga these days. I want to understand or help our listeners understand. I think I can, I can map this up for myself, but let's talk about this for our listeners. How can yoga help me be better at what I do for a living? Oh, my gosh. Because all day, every day, you're problem-solving. All this stuff, let's say you're a project manager or whatever you're doing, and, uh, you know, you just, you're 
cycling all of these problems and all of these things, challenges rather, it's not even negative, it's good challenges, all these work things. When you get on your mat, it's a different experience from when you get in bed and you just crash and fall asleep. And then you wake up and you start problem solving all over again. You know, people that don't do that, they're not quite as successful, right? You want those people who they're just living it, eating it, breathing it. But yoga gives you a chance, almost permission, that when your feet hit that mat, whether you're laying down, sitting, or standing in a posture, we take your cell phone away from you. You have to leave it behind, no matter how important it is, and just breathe and work on clearing the mind. And like you said, Elise, listening to those words and focusing and just mimicking or um, doing a pattern that they tell you to do, it changes everything, builds gray matter, calms you, soothes you. In a word, it reboots you, makes you so much better for whomever you work for, makes you so much better just for yourself. Well, let me give you an example of how I drew on my yoga just recently in work, and maybe we can kind of see where this goes. Uh, I was in training for my firm a couple weeks ago, and we did this exercise that was really all about, you know, paying attention and and not letting your mind drift and start assuming that you knew what was going to come next. It had to do with how you moved a pen. You were told to move a pen, and it was very monotonous, so people tended to kind of go off in their minds. And I went to a place, Debbie, of, all right, whatever this is, whatever you throw at me, I can listen to those words because I know how to do that because yoga taught me how to do that, taught me how to focus on words and pay attention to what is being asked of me in terms of how I direct my movement. And I stood in that place of confidence and, and I, did, I didn't miss any of it. And because I was grounded and I got this because yoga's taught me how to pay attention, how to focus, and it gave me, again, that, just that sense of, of calm confidence that I had this. And I really feel like, it's not that this is an important exercise, but in comparison to my colleagues, I, I did pretty well. Well, ex- everything that you described and you put it so well, I couldn't have told a better story, is summed up in one word, mindfulness. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. So when you get on your mat and your instructor will say, you know, to take, you know, take everything in your head and leave it outside the door and just notice the temperature of the room how you feel, how your back is, are your lips soft, are your eyelids soft. This is simply mindfulness of being right where you are for the moment, not in a panic, not needing to rush ahead into the future, not needing to uh, think about the past, but staying right where you are. That is a practice, and it's, it takes time. So you can tell that your years of yoga have really contributed to that. So when you're when your listeners go to do yoga for the first time, their mind will be everywhere. And in fact, what we say in yoga is that's the monkey mind. You know, it's jumping from place to place. And very slowly, through this practice of yoga, through this practice of uniting the three things we talked about, the breath, the body, instilling the mind, all of these amazing avenues really open up to you. And one of them is being able to stay present, whether your situation is boring whether it's exhilarating, you still have this peacefulness just to stay right where you are, and that's rare. Mm. And that's what I experienced, and I love the way you helped bring that together and explain it and put it in a context for me because I knew what it felt like, but I didn't really have a context in which to make sense, but I just knew that I, quote, had it. Mm-hmm. Makes well, so let's talk about, 
Sorry, go ahead, Debbie. Did I say something else? Oh, no. It, it makes so much sense. Perfect. Mm. Well, I want to talk about breathing a little bit. I will say that I, I still, well, I have gotten much better with the breathing piece. But what is the big deal about breathing? We, we do it all the time anyway. I mean, tell me more about breathing. Okay. Well, I want your listeners to start to tune into their own breath. And that's a practice, too. Um, breathing work is called pranayama. Sanskrit, it's one of the very important parts um, of practicing yoga and just being a human being. You know, we can skip eating and we can skip drinking, uh, even sleeping perhaps. We cannot skip breathing. And, and here's the thing, when you tune into how you're breathing, you know, I'm a, I'm a Dallasite too and we've got some pretty congested highways. And I'll notice that I'm not exerting myself physically, but I might as well be in that traffic, in that bumper-to-bumper, you'll notice you move into very shallow, stressful breath. At the same time you do that, your body is releasing all the bad stuff you don't need. Too much adrenaline, all the stuff that we absolutely don't need that they're proving scientifically. You know, it's our bad stuff. It's from, you know, uh, caveman days and hunting and, you know, things like that. We don't need that all the time. Um, What we need is big, deep breaths. Big, deep breaths do the opposite. They make you feel better. They are calming. They boost the immune system. People that breathe better feel better. So, uh, you know, one of my favorite instructors, uh, his name is Chinook, he always says, you know, oxygen is free, and yet we deny ourselves so much of it. Can you imagine <laughs> if you often oxygenated your body so deeply every day, you almost can get kind of high just from taking big breaths and focusing on that, which takes me to if you were in that traffic, that's a good take-home tip, is to really check, check in with your breath and, you know, try to get control of that and make it not quite so fragmented, and your whole body will feel better, too, when you do that. What a perfect way to take us into our first break, Miss Debbie. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. We've been on the air with Debbie K. Levy, who is the owner and yoga instructor at Transformation Yoga. LLC. She joins us today from Dallas, Texas. We've been talking about really how does yoga work for our bodies and the importance of incorporating it into our lives, making us a better human being and better at work. After the break, we'll get more into the details of how she, she focuses and practices in the workplace. Stay with us. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining us, my guest is Debbie Levy. Forgive me, I was mispronouncing her name before. It's Debbie Levy. After working in a school district for 18 years, Debbie Levy found her calling. Today, as a certified yoga instructor and owner of Transformation Yoga, LLC, Debbie loves providing public and private yoga classes but specializes in corporate yoga. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So, Debbie, before the break, we were talking about the importance of breathing, and I really appreciated your description and narration of that because I am a very much a type A person. Achiever is my number one gallop strength. I'm all about running and gunning, and I do tend to kind of hold my breath. And I have found that by practicing my breathing in yoga, I have I feel like I just have more control over my, my general life by being able to practice that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, to, to add on to that, I would tell you on a typical day, um, today I was at uh, one of my corporations at home. They're rebranded. They used to be Garden Ridge Pottery. So I go there. My company works for them four days a week. Everybody comes down from upstairs and they change clothes in the restroom and they have built a yoga studio on site. Well, everybody comes down exactly like you're just talking about, that type A. They're in the middle of projects. They're recently, you know, New York Stock Exchange. There's a lot of pressure there. Everybody's tight, you know, but they come. They make that commitment because their workplace provides that. After 10 minutes on the mat, these people are completely different people. Those lines in between the eyebrows begin to soften. The lips aren't so tight, the eyelids aren't squeezed shut, everyone carries tension in a different place in their body. Some of us carry it in our hands. For some of us, we wear our shoulders like they're earrings. Some people even carry tension in their feet. So what happens is we have this 60-minute yoga program, this practice, they go change their clothes, and they basically float back upstairs. Can you imagine working with people who do yoga during their day? It sounds good to me because uh, I know what it does for me. I'm, I'm a morning workout person. I mean, I, I run three times a week. I mean, I, I run six miles usually Tuesdays and Thursdays and 12 miles on Saturday. I do Bikram yoga twice a week and then usually something else. That's how I start my day. So when you talked about taking care of your body like the way you did, it's your vessel, if you will. I really get that, Debbie. That is how I live. And I will I'll also share that. Um, I heard a futurist speak a couple of years ago, and she looked around the room of women that I was in, and she said, if you are a 50-ish year old woman in pretty good shape today, there's a pretty good shot that you're going to make it to 100. And I thought, hmm, great. I've got more time to achieve my goals. Fantastic. And oh boy, I better take better care of myself. <laughs> um, so yoga has absolutely helped me do that. And so I can absolutely envision these people in a total different place where they float back up to their cubes. And, and I'd like you to weigh on this, I can imagine that they're probably more, well, certainly mindful, which could allow for creativity, better problem solving, just working with their colleagues better. Yes, no, maybe, kind of. 
there's there additionally everything you said is right on they're stronger they're so strong elise so like the it department at that company i'm talking about eh, they mm-hmm. choose to hold plank um at least once a day upstairs just for grins this is all yoga inspired and and for the people out there who think yoga is, you know, we're just going to lay around and stretch, there's different kinds of things, um, different kinds of practices, but the practice that I teach with is very balanced. So we're holding planks, a minimum of 60 seconds. We are learning to relax our back and let it be uh, let the back be in traction in downward facing dog. We're holding our own body weight. We're getting strong. We're doing that with the really good breathing. Yep, they float upstairs. But in addition to that, if they had self confidence before yoga, you should see them now. They like bust through. I have this one big guy I'm working with today. Oh my gosh, his name's Michael. He is wonderful. He's got to be six three. And he runs, and he's a big guy with real tight hamstrings. He'd forgive me for this because they're, they're, it's changing. His whole body's changing. I looked at him in yoga today. I'm talking to you about grinning ear to ear. Um, you know, he's taking one knee into his chest, and that hamstring has just started to loosen up. And he is just, he's really kind of a different guy. He's just softer and he's a little bit more playful, you know, even, you know, your tough executive types, you know, and all this because yoga really does help soften the edges. It just makes life even more fun, if I can say that. It really does. Well, it certainly has for me. That is, there's no question about that. I mean, just the flexibility alone and just my ability to move my body is just so completely different and, and better, again, than ever when I was much, much younger. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, it just, it loosens things up. And we have to remember that cells regenerate every single day. So to any wow. listeners of yours out there who are saying to themselves, but not me, I hear Elise's experience and, you know, you know, whatever they might think, you know, maybe she wasn't quite as tight as me because that's the first, um, that's the first roadblock that I always have to overcome with potential yogis. Cells regenerate every day, and if you view yourself as someone who's tight, restricted, inflexible, all the more reason you need to come, all the more reason. And one more thing, you know, I saw this statistic recently. We're all bent over our cell phones. It's undeniable. Every time you're bent over your cell phone, you're compromising all the space in your lungs by something like 30%. And so all my folks who are IT people and they're over their desktops at work and they're over their phones and the conference tables and all that, we've got to get the shoulders back. We've got to open the back up. You know, we don't want to be walking around bent over. We'll see some of our seniors like this. Yoga, to me, really almost isn't even a choice. If we want to take this health you know, into our 60s and our 70s and 80s and beyond, we have to stretch. We have to open up these muscle groups and let there be better circulation, more oxygenation. It's absolutely positively a must. Mm -hmm. I completely concur and I've seen the benefits for myself. So uh, you got one believer here, Debbie. I don't know about the listeners (laughs) out there, but you got one here. I want to talk about something that I've heard you talk about that, again, will be pertinent to uh, the the specific arena in which I work, which, of course, is the domain of work. I I want you to weigh in on how you think or maybe how you've seen 
um, yoga strengthen teams. Oh, my goodness. You know, I almost have to just stop when you said that and just swallow for a minute because <laughs> I've seen so many amazing things happen at the corporations that I work for. First of all, let's say, you know, we take, you know, any one of them and, 10 people come downstairs, and these are not always giant practices with 30 people because, you know, people are on business travel. They have a meeting they can't get out of. Whoever comes down, though, they come down. There's 10 of them. A lot of times, departments don't talk to each other. A lot of times, you don't get to be with the CEO. I work for another corporation, Catano Capital, LLC, uh, in Dallas. Per Magnus Anderson, uh, who is their CEO, comes down and practices with his team whether you are a person who answers the phone, whether you're an office manager, he practices with his team, and there's a lot of camaraderie in that. They, um, they really build trust with one another. And, you know, while we may not socialize with our whole teams at work, like we may not all go to happy hours together or dinner on a Saturday night, not that you even have to because, you know, we have an outside life too, These people know really personal things about each other. Hey, I saw your splits practice. You're you're really getting there. That's awesome. Or a new person will come and they'll be like, see, you got this now. It is team building extraordinaire. Absolute. The trust that develops and the friendships that develop from practicing next to someone that you didn't know before or you didn't know well is really amazing. You're now getting to something else that I really want to talk about, Debbie. Oh, my gosh. You just turned this part on for me. Let me first put this into a context of the kind of work that I do. A lot of the work that I do around organizational transformation and and coaching with executives, if I'm in a room with people, what I've learned in that kind of work is that the proximity of people together makes a big difference in the overall experience. And oftentimes, the closer people are together versus way spread out, the better the experience of, of the session, et cetera. Now, when I bring that over to the yoga studio, and the, the yogis will always say, you know, come, come to the front of the room, make sure you're, you know, use the front of the space, don't spread all out everything. I really become present to how much better my practice is when people are kind of close in next to me. And it, the one place that I practice in particular, there's one person that practices the same schedule that I do, and I tell them, I say, please practice next to me. My class is better when you're next to me. Could you comment and talk about the whole notion of the physical piece, the energy piece, the connection piece? Because when I hear you talk about teamwork, I also think there's something about that physical piece to it, maybe. I don't know. What do you think? Completely. Sometimes you'll see people practicing next to each other, and their breath will start to line up. Mm. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's not even something you can sense. It's more powerful than that. It hits you like bang. You can just feel it. Um, You know, when I'm, like I said, at home at that corporation and everybody's in plank and we lower through a real slow push-up, we just start laughing as a group because we've gotten Mm. so strong. We're so together. I, I, I tell them all the time, we need a video or something because people wouldn't believe it. And they'd look in and they'd see people of different ages, ethnicities, backgrounds, um, their jobs are so vastly different, you know, in that particular uh, corporation, and yet the energy is just so powerful. People are so interconnected. The trust shoots through the roof, and then if they happen to work with each other, or even let's say they don't, 
but one of the IT people needs to go and work with an assistant buyer over here, they have this connection. They have a, a place to start a talking point that even before they need to come to the middle of a table for any kind of an agreement or a project, they already have this commonality. It's, it's unbelievable to watch a company that practices yoga together uh, do projects and problem solve. And I'm just, I get to just watch the benefits. I'm like the luckiest person in the world. Okay, so I got to, now there's two things I got to follow up with that. First, could you share us a little bit about, you've mentioned a few of your clients and such, but do you find, do you need to reach out and, and, and really kind of offer your services to companies? Or, or you've mentioned that more and more CEOs are, are really getting present to the importance of incorporating and offering yoga as, as a benefit to their employees. But how, for, I guess the question is, how do you find your clients? And then tell us a little bit, paint the picture for us as how you go in and work with your corporate clients. Okay. Um, I have been found mostly from from everyone. I'm I'm present, you know. I'm I'm on the internet. I have a website, um, but a lot word of mouth really travels, and good things really travel, right? The better the product, uh, the more benefit. You know, you almost kind of can't keep it a secret. So my company, um, oh my gosh, I guess it's about four years old, maybe five years old. I have two women, two instructors that work with me, and we really do fan out a bit and go to these corporations. Um, and, and that's a wonderful thing. They mostly find me. So here's kind of what happens is a company will call me and say, we're kind of thinking about yoga. They don't know any of the answers because th- this isn't their forte. You know, they're... Um, they're doing something else. They're managing money or they're, you know, whatever it is that they do. And um, I go visit with them, and then we set up usually a lunch and learn. So people that have any slight interest in yoga whatsoever come. We sit around a big board table. Some of the companies I've worked with have bought their lunch. Some of them tell everybody, hey, brown bag it on Wednesday. And then I'll usually uh, bring chimes or a singing bowl, which is a thing that you kind of hit, you strike its glass. It has a wonderful sound. I'll tell people to listen to their own breath. We do a little chair yoga, and they're almost mesmerized when we do this. They Mm. just almost can't stand on their feet afterwards because Mm. very rarely do your your hard workers sit down and just breathe. And it's so inviting, and it feels so good when they do it that they almost all usually sign up and come to yoga when I'll start the next week. Um, also, for those companies that think, oh, my gosh, the last thing I need is everybody just, you know, drip sweating on a Wednesday and needing, you know, an hour and a half to shower and go back to work. Corporate yoga is a little different. It's not Bikram. It, for certain, it isn't. And that's a, Bikram's a wonderful thing at 6 in the morning. But we really do work in about... 74 degrees for an hour. There's a good deal of stretching, so the room needs to be warm enough for that stretch. Um, But additionally, we do strength training. You know, we do all kinds of things. When you're in downward-facing dog, you're holding up your body weight, and that is all of your strength work. Uh, It's your resistance work, and we flow a bit, you know. So we're doing all kinds of things, um, and it's just it's a wonderful practice. Mostly they last about 50 minutes so that uh, they have five on the front end and five on the back end to change. And most of the companies that I work with, uh, everyone is delighted to give up their lunchtime for this. So they might go back to the desk and have that sandwich, 
but they're not just sitting at the desk eating by themselves. And P.S., that is one big thing I hear from companies. I used to just work through my lunch. I just kept my sandwich there or, even worse, right, somebody's gone out to go pick up McDonald's. Um, And so it doesn't look like that anymore. They're moving and grooving and we're touching our toes and we're crawling into plank. And I really believe in getting up and down and moving on the floor, hands and knees, moving your spine. And just to backtrack one second, one reason why you grow in yoga like you did and like I did an inch and three quarters is because you're putting that space back in your vertebrae, back between Mm -hmm. all of those vertebrae. And the more you sit, the more you're compressed the more gravity's pushing down on you and you just don't have a chance you're going to get that rounded spine. And so the folks who midday get up out of that office chair on wheels, go stretch, lay flat on that mat, they just feel so much better for, like I said, the circulation, the oxygenation. And so it's just, it's like every good thing you can possibly imagine gets to happen to them at 12 o'clock and at 1 o'clock they're a different person. Mm. I love all of this, of course. You know that I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan. What's funny, you're reminding me is that when I, when I go in for my medical stuff, I've been doing a lot of yoga, and very busy, the doctor will say, you know, how much do you weigh? How tall are you? And so I go to the weight. And then on the, on the height thing, I always say, well, it depends on how much yoga I'm doing. And I've had doctors look back at me and say, what are you talking about? Is that supposed to be funny? I'm like, no, it's not funny at all. It's just, if you, which answer do you want me to give when I do a lot of yoga or, you know, if I happen not to be doing a lot of yoga? Anyway, so I think it's probably more than, I think it's probably about a half an inch that I grow at least. And now I understand why. So thank you for that. And what I, what I want to talk about after the break, we're, gonna, we're now at a place where we're going to have to break here, but I want to talk about the ROI of why do companies actually hire you. But let's go ahead and cut for that break, Miss Debbie, for now. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We're on the air with Debbie K. Levy, who is the owner and yoga instructor for Transformation Yoga, LLC. She joins us today from Dallas, Texas, where I'm at as well. We've been talking about the benefits of yoga and how it makes a difference in the workplace, how it unites people, how it strengthens teams. We'll talk more after the break. Stay with us. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. 
To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Debbie K. Levy. After working in a school district for 18 years, Debbie found her calling. Today, as a certified yoga instructor and owner of Transformation Yoga, LLC, Debbie loves providing public and private yoga classes, but specializes in corporate yoga. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So just before the break, um, Ms. Debbie, I, one of the things I wanted to, the listeners to hear from this conversation, because certainly if, in your case, you're providing yoga to companies, companies are paying you to come and and teach and be with their employees. And so obviously that's an investment on their part. Talk to us a bit about what's the ROI for companies in working with you. Why do they choose, how do they justify, quote, their purchase of you, their investment in you? Oh, this is another really easy, easy question. So I'm thrilled to pieces to answer it. How about um, lower absenteeism? Mm. How about a yoga class every Monday? You know, Monday is the day. It's the biggest day uh, that people are absent. Uh, not so much here. Uh, my husband has a company, Med Couture, in Dallas as well. And he said, let me give it a go. And so uh, he provided his company with yoga on Mondays. Everyone started looking forward to Monday. And then the bonding thing started happening. And then the laughter at noon started happening. And then everyone started to get stronger. And then everybody started saying things like, you know, we really don't want all that cake in the break room anymore. And you know what? What is in the vending machines? Um, all these things happen. Additionally, health insurance, health and wellness. So when people seek me out, it's HR who's seeking me out on top of everything else. I mean, you know, they're, they're really smart. They want their people to be healthy. They want them to look forward to coming to work. They want them to start to, you know, ditch some of the sugary, salty snacks. And yoga really does do that. It really does. You just, it's hard to stretch and be so good to your body and finally hold a plank for 60 seconds without putting your knees down. And it's hard after that to go back to your desk and eat a thing of peanut M&Ms. Mm. It is. So there's, there's a, a whole lot of benefit for all of these companies. Okay, I love that. I completely, I do see that, Debbie. I can tell you that for me, whenever I do any kind of good exercise, whether it's a good run, it's a great yoga class, I also really, I'd rather go hungry than put something like that in my body. And, mm-hmm. you know, I become quite snooty about my diet in that way. And um, it, it's not... You know, I'm not trying to be, to be uh, what I want to say. I'm not trying to be, offend anybody. It's just that why would I put something like that in my body after I've done what I've done for it? Yeah, and, you know, we all have our moments, you know. We all have the birthday cake and the this and the that. But in the way that we talk about being mindful, where we start to really still the mind and not let that monkey mind take over where you're just rushing in your mind from one thing to another. You just get mindful and calm, and it seems like the whole body gets to that mindful state where you just start doing things that are better for yourself. But, and that's part of that glow that I talked about, that after people do yoga for about three months, people really see changes in their friends and their family, more patience, 
a little calmer. They've learned breathing techniques. Um, you know, they've learned a bit of a little smile. You know, one famous thing Dr. Phil says, right, fake it till you make it with that little bit of a smile because you're kind of tricking your brain that you're happy. We do that in yoga all the time. We'll find that little bit of a Buddha smile. The lips just turn up a little bit. You calm your breath. Before you know it, your nervous system thinks that you're great. Well, that really translates into more days of wellness for a company. That translates into more enthusiasm, more positivity, translates into teams that are stronger because they just really do have, you know, some friendships, more to base their contact on every day than just a common project. So um, any CEO I ask, would you write a little something for my website? They're thrilled to do it because they've seen these amazing benefits in their companies. Mm. I don't know if what you were just talking about is relative to this particular area, but I wanted you to also speak. I think it's probably somehow related, but I bet there's more to it. You talk about this idea of mindfulness-based stress reduction programs. Yes, this is part of what you're talking about or more, something else. No, this is this is exactly it. So mostly when people see their physicians today, because physicians are really right on it, scientists are really right on it, you know, um, uh, physicians that deal with cancer, they're really saying the word mindfulness-based stress reduction. And it needs to be a part of everyone's life because there has to be a time where you shut off all of those workings in the brain, all of those repetitions like we're talking about, and you just notice, you just observe the world around you without resolving anything, without um, you know going to the end or ma- being goal-oriented for a few minutes. It makes you healthier. So this is my understanding from everything I listen to, I research. I was just at a fabulous uh, lecture at Southern Methodist University. Four things that are going to give us this longevity and this healthy longevity, which is what we need. One is eating the fruits and vegetables in all the colors. Irreplaceable. We must do that. The second, and I know this is hard for a lot of listeners. It's hard for a lot of us. We've got to sleep seven hours every night. The third thing, I know this is big. We've got to exercise six days a week, not four, not three, not two, six days a week. That can certainly include yoga. And the other thing is we have to have a mindfulness-based stress reduction practice. And that may mean that you're not a yogi, but you choose to meditate every day. That's okay. That's exactly what that is. They want us to have that time where the brain takes a rest, where it reboots. So in the yoga that I teach, the corporate yoga, we do a lot of what I would almost call moving meditation. And it softens the body and it quiets the mind. And those four things for a longer life are really important. And to that end, there's a wonderful book called Younger Next Year. And it's by Chris Crowley and Henry S. Lodge, MD. I share it with my classes. I'm always reading to them out of the latest, greatest, you know, book. But this happens to be a really good one. And it talks about where, you know, you used to exercise a couple of times a week and say it's enough the norm is really moving because human beings were not ever invented or mastered to sit behind a desk for eight hours. But that's what life demands of us today. But we're going to have to really shift that needle 
and learn to be on our feet more and exercise more and get on our hands and knees and crawl around and lift our body weight. All these things are going to be really important for longevity and particularly for being healthy. You know, we don't want to just have a long life. We want to be healthy. We have to work for the brain. We have to, and all of these postures make your brain have to figure out how the body's going to work. Well, how am I going to lift my left knee and take my right hand back behind me and the brain's doing all this fabulous work? So those four things are key that I had just talked about. That was a fantastic addition, Debbie. I loved all of that. Thank you. Loved it. Now, i got to ask you this. I can, I can sit here and imagine right now as we talk, that I bet there's some listeners that are out there listening to this going, you know, that sounds, all this sounds really good, and I think I'm even convinced that this yoga stuff could be good for me, but I'm uncomfortable with the idea of showing up in a class. I'm maybe uncomfortable with my body, or I think maybe I can't do it, or, you know, yeah, that's great. You guys just have the aptitude, but I don't. What can we tell our listeners so that they they get that they got this, that they can do this, that this is accessible for them? Yoga is accessible for everyone, but I would encourage you to look around on websites. A studio is going to speak to you. It really will. You know, just the same way you'll be, you know, investigating for something else. A studio is going to speak to you. Or maybe you find a yoga teacher and you do a private a couple of times. Maybe that gives you the confidence to, and I do this all the time, someone will say, can we just have like two private lessons before I go out in the world? Um, But everyone has access to yoga. It really is made for every single person. It's not made for, sometimes we'll think it's for a 20-something or a this or a that. It's, It's not the case at all. And if you're in a position where you're thinking about it, and you're able to hire an instructor to come to your workplace, that's phenomenal. That's just a phenomenal thing to do because then you have a private teacher and you can go, you know, at whatever pace you'd like. But there are so many wonderful places all over the country, uh, globally, in fact, that just do wonderful yoga. Um, It's really not about if you're wearing Lululemon, and it's really not about how perfect you are in your poses. I want to stress if, if people are new to yoga, there is no competition in yoga. It doesn't exist. If it does exist, you're really in the wrong place. Change places. But I haven't found that. Um, there are modifications if you have a broken wrist. There are enhancements if you want to go deeper and you want to do something bigger. Um, there's all kinds of things like that that you can do, but yoga is really for every body, every B-O-D-Y, every body. I so hope your listeners will um, take part. And w- one more thing, just really quick, when you're in your grocery store line and you're hanging out and you're waiting for the checker to check your groceries, stand on one foot and take one foot up off the ground just a couple of inches and work on your balance all these times during the day or while you're on a phone call. I'm talking to you now at a stand-up desk because I, I can't sit that much anymore, um, but I have my left toes lifted up an inch because my brain's got to work and do that, and it makes my core stronger. All these little bitty things um, will do great things, and any yoga instructor will be able to give you lots of those kinds of things, but meditating and balance are really key, and they're little things you can practice at your office during the day. I think that's what you're getting at, too, for me, Debbie. One of the things that has helped me tremendously is the balance work that we do in yoga because I haven't, I don't traditionally have I haven't had good balance. And I think that's partly what contributes to my feeling like, you know, I carry myself better these days. I mm-hmm. think that's part of it. 
Most definitely. And balance is brain work. Um, and beyond brain work, it's core work. So let's say you just decide to uh, go up on both tippy toes. And we do this all the time. You're strengthening your ankles. You've got to pull your core in when you do it. You know, your belly can't hang out. Um, you have to gaze at something. You have to do that focusing you were talking about earlier in the show, Elise. Balance work is so critically important to your brain, your body, your physicality, and yoga offers that. And there's all kinds of exercise out there. We can go play tennis. We can play golf. But I want to remind you guys one more time, the only thing um, that unites the body and the breath and the stillness of the mind, that mindfulness-based stress reduction plan that we talked about, is yoga. And that's why it's so important to me. Mm. I love that, too. We're getting close to the end of the, of the hour already, believe it or not. People have had already a, almost a full hour with you. I want, to, I want to give you a chance to say maybe in about a minute or so, what do you want to make sure and leave our listeners with today? I want you to, to work really hard and enjoy your sacred work that you do, but I want the listeners to be able to do that in a body that's sound and feels good. It's no fun to wake up and, you know, you go off to the bathroom first thing in the morning with aches and pains. Life can be so much more fun than that, and the body can feel so much better than that. And I know because I was, you know, a nice young mom and all that stuff, and I did a little bit of walking. But the reason why my company's name is Transformation Yoga is because yoga absolutely positively transformed my life. It opened me up. It um, put space between my vertebrae. I felt better. My emotions were able to come out. I was able to have more physical releases. I gained more confidence, more grace. Um, I was able to be more direct, but also more soft. I had something also for the first time in my life that was just for me. You know, when I'm on my mat, it's not about my husband or my beautiful kids, and there's a lot of them. It's not about that. It's just me. And that's almost unheard of in our lives, to have something just for you. And I just really hope down into the ends of my bones that everybody will just go try it three times. Once isn't enough because you hear weird words and it's kind of, you almost want to push it away. Go three times before you say no thanks or thanks. And that's my, that would be my biggest message today. Wonderful, Debbie. What a great way to finish. And I would just ask for listeners, yes, please, just go. Just try a class. Debbie, thank you so much for being with us. You are a magnificent guest. I loved every moment of it with you. Thank you, Elise. Me too. I'm so proud to get get to talk with you today. If you want to learn more about Debbie and her work at Transformation Yoga, visit her website. It's transformationyogatexas.com. Again, transformationyogatexas.com. Join us next week when we talk with Anna Scheller about the art and science of selling, the importance of using sales scripts in the practice, and how she's building an online community of dedicated sales professionals to shape their craft. See you then, and remember that work is at least one third of our lives, so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work.